0: Good morning, listeners. Happy Sunday, and welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast, where we discuss music. I'm your host, Will Brost, and calling in from California, my co-host and good friend, Patrick Anderson. How are you doing?
1: Um, not too bad. Okay. It's been a while, so I'm glad that we're back doing this. It'll be nice and refreshing.
0: Absolutely. It's been six weeks, and, um we're excited to talk about a few of our favorite records over the past couple of months. Um, but before we get to that, we just finished a huge list, which is part of the reason why we've been away from podcasting for the past few weeks. Each of us compiled our top 50 albums of the 2010s decade, huge project. We had a lot of fun doing it. Um, at under the site.wordpress.com you can find our lists. You can also find our lists on Facebook, on the Under the Scope page. We counted down our top 50. We wrote uh, some detailed write-ups on why we believe these are the best albums of the past 10 years. And we included playlists at the very end. I had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, did you want to add anything to that?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, just check them out. Let us know what you think on you know social media if you feel like it it was that it was it was a lot of fun to do this to to make those lists a lot
0: of work but a lot of fun absolutely and this gives us just a couple month window of a nice break before we get into 2020 end of year stuff it's uh mm-hmm. it's approaching rapidly so we aren't here today to talk about the past 10 years in music we're here today to talk about the past 3 months In music. This is our quarterly report for 2020, quarter three. Um, Each of us is going to recommend four albums that we enjoyed over the past three months from July to September. And um, they won't be any albums that we've previously covered on the podcast nor will they be the latest records from Sufjan Stevens, Fleet Foxes, Deftones, or Idols, which we will be covering on the next podcast. A little sneak peek for you. Um, what did you think about this quarter in music? I, I was a bit disappointed compared to uh, previous quarters. What did you think?
1: Yeah, I I feel similarly. And I actually was thinking about this. I feel like as we've been doing these quarter podcasts and like recaps, like, Quarter three always seems to be the one where um, it's kind of hard to pick out some these like standout albums and like you're kind of like you're kind of narrowed down to like four albums that you like really cared for anyway. I don't know why it is, but it just seems like quarter three is the slower of the of the quarters like every year.
0: Yeah, I think there might be something to that. I noticed the opposite where I feel like quarter two is always stacked, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. uh, ever since we've done the podcast. So I don't know if that's just coincidence or if that's how artists tend to release their projects. I'm not sure. But just because I'm down on the quarter as a whole doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't anything good right it, it i still have a few records here that i love yeah. and am excited to talk about but i guess from a depth standpoint not the strongest quarter of music in my opinion
1: yeah a lot of a lot of like for the positives that i had a lot of sevens um yes. or even sixes <laughs> that just kind of were like um just decent projects so there, a few a few other like pretty excellent projects that i have like that i'm going to talk about but like yeah it was it was an okay quarter
0: yeah i uh i agree with uh, the sentiment that there were a bunch of six out of ten seven out of ten quality records yeah i actually have a confession and you know you might be a fan
1: is this music related or (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, we're diving in here
0: four minutes into the podcast i need to i need to break some non-music related off your chest. absolutely yeah. um well here's the thing so you might be a fan of the under the scope podcast and you might enjoy how we discuss music and you might think oh well i'm not really sure which of the hosts i like better do i like will more do i like patrick more Here's a good argument in favor of liking Patrick Moore. This quarter was so dry to me that I actually only have three recommendations today that I'd like oh. to make. Here's the, thing, here's the other thing with that. Um, I thought about... I gave a couple of albums an honest shot at my fourth recommendation. Um, the Beths with Jump Rope Gazers and Zora Jones with 10 Billion Angels. And the thing with those is, they are good records, but they're just like... The Beths record is a lovely power-pop record. The Zora Jones record is a a fun hyper-pop record. There isn't a ton more to say outside of that. And while I could give you 10 minutes of elaboration on each of those I felt like it would be a waste of time for myself for you and for the listener so consider those recommendations but there are three albums that I am excited to dive into in detail but that's the quarter man uh there wasn't a whole that lot was, here yeah
1: that was a lot I did not expect that I didn't I don't either know how how I can look at you the same <laughs> <though>. <laughs> Dude, no, I expect one thing going into this podcast, and then you just completely <laughs> drop this on me. Yeah,
0: it's a nice surprise. I This is you finding out in real time. I gave it an honest shot. I couldn't, in my heart of hearts, talk about either of those two records I mentioned um, in Very a way nice. that wasn't just me doing word salad for 10 minutes, you know? Uh, well
1: yeah fair enough i mean the fourth album that i picked is uh one that i definitely liked quite a bit but like it's a a a very like recent listen too so like Mm -hmm. uh i'm 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 in a similar-ish boat where i was like you know it was really hard to pick out like something that was worth discussing
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, I and I would have loved to discuss the uh, Leanne Lahava's Le record, but we already talked about that on a podcast. So,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, you can just use that as your recommendation. Right? Just be like, yeah, just go check it out.
0: I will input. I, I will import rather the audio from that podcast yeah. at the very end of this. <laughs> um, yeah. So, because I only have three, and we like to alternate, it only makes sense for you to go first. So perfect. And uh, we we do like to do, as a reminder, we like to do awards with these as well. So if you have any awards, uh, I tend to do them ahead of time. You tend to make them up on the spot. Um, but that doesn't mean mine are any better than yours. They never are, frankly. So,
1: <laughs> I, I I did actually do these ahead of time, so we'll oh. see if that made these better or worse.
0: Yes, yes. All, All right.
1: right,
0: let's I'm get experimenting into
1: experimenting with this
0: format now. <laughs> 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 I appreciate your preparation.
1: All right, so the first album that I'm going to talk about gets the Ascending Meme Award.
0: Oh, my God. I love that meme.
1: <laughs> you, you need, like, a visual aid for this award, but if you know, you know.
0: <laughs> it's a fantastic meme.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that goes to Juliana Barwick, uh, mm. Healing is a Miracle. Very um, nice. So, which is... a. Uh, ambient project that came out this quarter um, and is just like absolutely just gorgeous all the way through. It's, um, it's just like a, a blend of very choral textures and harps and um, a lot of like just beautiful harmonies and warped vocals and like tons and tons and tons of reverb. Um, so like just on the surface it's just a straight up just gorgeous project Um, and it sort of doesn't go too much further than that Um, I'll get into it a little bit deeper but like it's that pretty and that like just blissful that I think that it's it's very attractive and has gotten a lot of replays from me over the past quarter so that was worth talking about and it's really nice, like, breath of fresh air, especially with the context of all the crazy shit that's happened this year. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have just like this project that's just straight up beautiful to listen to. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful album. Got some awesome features from Mary Lattimore, from John Z, mm-hmm. uh, Nosage Thing. Um, all, these, uh, all these artists are like, I'm, I'm fans of them haven't heard um projects from them that i've been like super thrilled about like i mean this
0: john john's obviously
1: right? not not talking about Seeger row they talking right. about his solo work um so it's awesome to see them like on this and like contributing like awesome features and stuff like um uh, that that made me really happy uh I, I love just how enveloping the sound is it has like a lot of calmness to it but it also has like a really distinct energy to it um that's very refreshing and just uh like kind of has like this power to it that like makes you like it like re-energizes you and um yeah it's a very like life-affirming kind of sound and texture to it um and one thing that i really like about this too is like it is a very gorgeous, like bordering on new age ambient kind of project, but there's a depth to it, like some melancholic elements to it that um, are like both in the instrumentals and also some of the lyrics, but like the lyrics are also like not at all the takeaway from this album. It's basically impossible to decipher (laughs) any
0: of the lyrics because they're so soaked in reverb and like Mm
1: -hmm. they're just uh, it's it's like cocteau twins with slow dive levels of reverb so you're not going to really like get into the lyrics unless you literally look them up on genius and even on genius most of the lyrics are missing because people are (laughs) like i I don't know what she's saying on here (laughs) so anyway but for what i was able to pick out um there's some like nice moments of like uh, soul-searching, like, for better or worse, uh, that, that term, a lot of esoteric ideas. So a lot of just nice themes of, like, self-actualization and uh, just kind of using, like, uh, heartbreak and uh, dark moments to, like, really, like, ground yourself and center yourself. So There's some nice themes to it. Um, it's just very solid. It's, it, it is what it is. It doesn't break any ground in the ambient genre, really. But um, for what it does, it does extremely well. And I think that it's a really nice project to just get lost in. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah, I think that's all I really got on that. It's a solid 8 out of 10 for me.
0: Very nice. And a record that I enjoyed as well. Um I only gave it one listen or at least one full listen to this point. And a takeaway I had was that it it has a good amount of variety for an ambient yeah. record. Uh you know, a genre that you don't necessarily associate with variety, but uh yeah, Juliana Barwick does a, a very good job on that. Um
1: Yeah. And she's she's sort of like um certified <laughs> legend at this point with uh, and, well I don't know about legend but she's like definitely made a name for herself in the ambient world so it's nice to see her put out a project like this that's that, <laughs> that keeps that uh, recognition and that uh, that status going forward
0: great point and great pick as well um, so I surprised you by uh, <laughs> uh, letting you know that yeah. I'm only recommending three records today it, two of the three records that I'm recommending, I think, might be surprises in that I haven't really discussed them off air. Um, but Ooh, there, okay. Yeah. So there is one record that I know that you know I like, and it's a record that you've listened to as well. So I'm going to go ahead and get that one out of the way. I'm giving this record the Little Sims Award, and it's mm-hmm. going to TK Meidza with her okay, EP. Yes. Yeah. Last year was Weird Volume 2. She thought last year was weird. <laughs> 2020, am I right?
1: How many how many 2020 jokes can we get in on this pod? Too many. <laughs> I think we're done.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should be. Uh, please continue listening to the podcast. I swear we're done with those. Um, so, yeah, TK Miza is a 23-year-old uh, Zimbabwean-born, but Australian singer-songwriter-rapper- last year was Weird Volume 2, is an EP. Um, And it's a really fun EP. Um, So the Little Sims Award, this isn't me comparing these two artists because they're both foreign female rappers. Um, Actually, their music doesn't even sound all that similar, honestly. But I had the same major takeaway with this record that I had with Little Sims's record last year, Gray Area. And that's their like impressive mastery might be too strong of a word but they're i'll use it their mastery over a wide variety of styles despite how young they are Mm. um like tk maidza excuse me tk maidza um she's only 23 but she already has just an impressive versatility at her age on this ep mind you eight songs there's a couple of Like sugary pop songs, there's a couple of radio-friendly hip-hop songs, like club tracks. Um, There's a couple of like hardcore, aggressive hip-hop songs here. Influences range from uh, Missy Elliott to Goldlink to uh, Azalea Banks even. I've seen uh, some people say, I don't really listen to Azalea Banks like that but <laughs> for, for yeah, various right. reasons um yeah. so she she has a bunch of different influences but on some songs she doesn't sound like any of them uh so i guess just i want to point out that a, a a dichotomy between two of my favorite songs on here that hopefully illustrates this versatility that i'm attempting to convey um you sad is a really fun song it's the poppiest song on the entire record it showcases her reasonably pleasant singing voice not really belting anything out but easy to uh, enjoy uh, showcases her earwormy choruses and hooks um she clearly has a great ear for melody it, this song begins with like a whistle section it is super saccharine um but mm-hmm. it but it works it's very fun but that song is contrasted by a song like awake uh, featuring JPEG Mafia, which tells you like everything you need to know about how that song sounds. It absolutely slaps. It's bass-heavy, it's energetic, uh, it's super aggressive, and she is flowing her ass off. That was another takeaway. She can, she can rap. Um, she's very good. Uh, her flow and delivery are on point throughout the entire record when she decides to rap. Her ability to nail a variety of styles is impressive, as I mentioned. But her ability to craft a fun, accessible hip-hop or pop song is already, like, maybe not top tier, but A tier. It's super impressive. Uh, This isn't, like, a perfect EP, in my opinion. Um, A couple of the songs feature hip-house influence. This is kind of that gold link I was talking about, or maybe something you might hear on a K-Trenada record. And I'm not against hip-house in general. Uh, I don't think that's her strongest direction at this point in her career however um and while i love her flow i love her delivery i love her voice the lyrics themselves are mostly pretty bland um they're not bad but they're not great either one line actually stood out to me in in kind of a puzzling way she says uh if the beat is david i'm goliath now if the intention is that she kills the beat she she has that metaphor reversed and so that was like me growing up in a strong christian background he uh i was like i I was taken aback by that um so yeah i mean it's it's whatever it's a minor nitpick obviously i'm not docking at a full point for that i just thought it was funny um but yeah eight song ep 26 minutes long everything that you could like about this record is on the table it's super obvious super accessible straightforward Um, she has a lot of potential though and I think this EP is enjoyable from start to end for the most part Uh, I'll gladly continue playing this through the end of the year for sure and I wanted to lead with this one in part because it's one of the most accessible EPs albums what have you that I could recommend to any average music listener uh, that I've heard all year so shout out to TK Midza. um last year was weird Volume two. I'm giving an eight out of ten. super nice. solid yeah i know yeah. you I know you listen to it as well, and uh I think you also said solid, but uh this seems like it's a little more in my lane than yours
1: yeah i I would agree. I mean I've only listened to it one, I think I started replaying it, <laughs> but like only real one real like uh full listen through Hmm. But I did, I did like like a lot of the industrial, more experimental moments that are on there. But yeah, the, um, yeah, I, I it's, I definitely can see why like people are loving it and why you love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty solid too, but it, it's one of those things that like stuck with me a little bit, but not like, not like crazy.
0: Right. And that's valid. That's valid. Um, All right, what is your your second recommendation?
1: All right, so this one is a pretty basic award, but it's just best track titles.
0: Ooh, okay. Um,
1: And uh, before I say the album, I'll just... Did Boney
0: Vare release an album?
1: Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like colon, bracket, (laughs) steve jobs ghost (laughs) (laughs) oh shoot um no this is very different than a bony bear project this is a a funeral funeral doom metal project Mm. from a wow um called stygian um so the track titles as i alluded to are pretty freaking awesome um And I love Funeral Doom, and I expected it to be kind of like this very mythological, like, um, thematic to it. Um, But yeah, like so, some of the tracks, for example, are like "In Ageless Slumber" (parentheses) as I dream in the doleful embrace of the howling black wind. Holy cow! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or "Perennial Voyage" (parentheses) again. Cause you gotta have a uh, parenthesis just to further explain across the perpetual plains of crying frost and steel eroding blizzards.
0: (laughs) What is this? This is great. Yeah, this is this what I'm talking about. Oh my god! As soon as I
1: saw this, like this is one of those albums that, like, at first glance, and the album art is just spectacular too. Mm -hmm. Um. At first glance, I saw this album because it was kind of going around some of the metal uh, music circles. And at first glance, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to love this album. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, just on the surface, just awesome looking project. Um, It's a funeral doom project, which uh, means it's very slow and it's kind of a slog to get through. Um, Just because the rhythms are just very deep and heavy there's a lot of like uh yeah just processional feel to it which is i think is really really cool and sort of extreme for the metal genre um there's a lot of gravity to it and one thing that's really um cool is just the vocals on here are just like absolutely menacing and guttural and sort of like gross in some ways um they're kind of channeling like a beast-like sound almost to it. It doesn't even sound human in some ways. It's like kind of just fascinating and terrifying and also really cool, and just further um, contributes to this envelopment of like this really dark, harsh environment um, and kind of this slow descent into death, which is a Mm. um, conceptual uh, theme to the project. Um, you're moving through these different seasons, um, uh, before finally getting to a very harsh winter that leads you into the, your ultimate death. Um,
0: so yeah, very cool. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dark
1: themes that I think are, are really, really cool and really engaging. Um, there's a lot of really beautiful moments on this too. There's a, a they use this church organ, um, that is that is kind of work to sound like even darker and more menacing than a funeral church organ regularly sounds <laughs> um which is pretty cool uh, a lot of subtle little like choral backgrounds to it so a lot of like uh, a lot of church like specifically christian church like themes of like death and dying which you know for me is very familiar and like have it kind of twisted in this really dark and menacing um and hopeless way is i think a really cool um flip on it um so yeah a lot of really chilling moments of these howling winds and just like these fleeting vocals that come in and out of like, like screams and Like, you're, like, on the river Styx, and you're floating into your demise, and you're hearing all of these, like, souls just, like, Hmm. crying out in anguish and stuff. Yeah, so this really feels like kind of a journey into a really dark, uh, morbid, and hopeless place, but it's done in a way that's, like... um, sort of entertaining, (laughs) Um, but also it's like, kind of like you're reading a a mythology book, like you're reading Dante's Inferno, I guess, or something Mm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also uh, really poignant in some ways too. It was kind of written, it was written in the, uh, it was written in a really bad space for the, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. I didn't write it down, but for the creator's, he was in a really bad mental space and in a really like cold and like harsh environment. Um, and it was written very shortly. So reflecting, um, against those themes is like there's a lot of poignancy and, um, in in the thematics and, uh, a a really deep emotional core to it too. Um, so you're, you are kind of descending into hell in a way that's like very colorful and, um, like yeah, it got a lot of like these really cool themes of like darkness and um, uh, yeah, these mythological kind of uh, concepts and themes. But it's also really sad in hmm. in a lot of ways too. So I, I like that. I like those things. Um, it it is like very much. As soon as you look at the album t- uh, cover, you know exactly what you're going to hear. So to that extent, it's a little like paid by the numbers um you're not getting anything like super experimental or groundbreaking uh they kind of parallels the juliana barwick i guess in that way not in sound at all but in in that way where like yeah you you, like once you put it on you're like okay yeah i I get what what's going to happen through the rest of this project um but i think it's just a, a solid project i like it it's enveloping and um very engaging, puts me in a really like a Halloween-y kind of space, which mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. this uh, for this month is perfect. So Absolutely. it's a good time for me to recommend it. Um yeah, solid uh, solid eight out of ten for me.
0: Nice. Um, what is the how do you spell the name of the artist?
1: Yeah, a tremendous so A T R A M E
0: N t-u-s a tremendous okay very cool yeah um funeral doom metal is that uh is that a huge genre or is it like how we kind of just we call Ariel pink hypnagogic pop and it's pretty much just him (laughs) (laughs) uh
1: yeah i mean it's pretty it's pretty small i mean like the most notable artists i know right now (laughs) are like bellwitch is
0: oh uh, okay yeah
1: funeral doom uh I mean let's see. Oh Thir Thurgaton. Uh yeah, I think that the those are like kinda like the bigger names right now. But yeah, it's it's pretty pretty low key. I I mm. I see themes of it in some uh artists. Like even Sun sometimes throws right. in themes of funeral doom into their projects, but yeah, it's mostly uh mostly pretty obscure and
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, very nice. Um, My second recommendation, uh, now we're getting into the records that I'm pretty sure you know I've listened to them, but I've been mostly hush-hush about how much I've enjoyed them. I'm calling this award the Fantano Disagreement Award. Um, Oh, okay. It's going to Fontaine's DC for their album A Hero's Death. Uh, Fontaine's DC are an Irish post-punk band uh so fantano gave this a four out of ten and to have you listened to this before i get into it
1: i haven't actually
0: okay um two of his main criticisms of this album were that this isn't a particularly original record and that the vocals aren't great Um, i actually agree with the former point uh, and i'll get into that later but I definitely disagree with the latter. I I love the vocals on here. Uh, the vocalist uh, named Grian Chatten is uh, one of my favorite aspects of the entire album. Um, I get why someone wouldn't like the vocals, though. Uh, he is a lad, and he's <laughs> he he sounds like the Gallagher's uh, from Oasis, but but more monotone than they are. Um, and a, oh wow exactly okay. yeah so he also admitted to having a couple of drinks before recording at least one of the songs on here um but it doesn't sound that the one song i know he was a little drunk on it doesn't sound too different than the other songs so i'm kind of <laughs> assuming he was you know a, a few yeah. pints deep uh, for most of this record um but in my opinion, you know, and I'm about to use an adjective that only a big time music critic like myself could come up with, I think the vocals are pretty cool, um they're just they're super charming to me, uh and yeah,
1: the, I should have used that in my write up <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty cool, brilliant, yeah, pretty cool, <laughs> pretty. that means something, right? very very nice. um the instrumentation is is pretty solid as well. Uh, There I go with the pretty again. I, yeah. <laughs> I love the bass lines on this record, especially if we're talking instrumentation. There are a couple of absolute jams on this record, and in a fashion that you know I love, they are gradual jams. Um, mm-hmm. the, the song A Lucid Dream and the title track, for example, both start off pretty slow, but eventually gain this kinetic energy by the end of the track the title track especially i'd love to hear live um everyone just you know jumping around in a pit and singing the chorus just like Loy ain't always empty um so really really cool vocals huh yeah <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you can cool. believe it they're actually even cooler than i make them sound um so yeah there there's a couple of jams on this album and they're great and i love the high energy moments but <gasps> excuse me that's actually not my main takeaway here I love the somber atmosphere for most of the record um, the, the two tracks I mentioned so far they have a nice punch to them like King K. Rule. but most of the record has a dreariness to it like King Krule. yes I wrote that down yes I just said it oh. no we will, we will not be <laughs> editing it out moving on this moving on now uh this
1: is my favorite this is this is my favorite
0: like analysis analysis is a strong word but thank you um <laughs> but yeah right this is it this is a moody like gray sky record a london type record even though they're irish uh but it works for me even though i think a lot of people would listen to this record and think it's drab for example um i'll use the song you said uh as kind of a a nice example of that which is a a song i love it's a simple song with a simple instrumental based around these siren sounding guitars the vocals are delivered in such a dreary monotone way such that you would think he doesn't even want to be there and and if he's drunk while recording he probably doesn't honestly um i don't want to use the word cool again but i love the atmosphere of this song it's strangely hypnotic. It's entrancing in this odd, charming way. Um, and the other thing I love about You Said is something that simultaneously holds it back in a way. And this is where I finally bring up uh, Fantano's point on originality that I mentioned earlier. You Said is an Interpol song. Um, it's an Interpol song that I love, but it's it's an Interpol song nonetheless. Uh, later on in the record, I listened to this song, uh, I Was Not Born, and it features a guitar riff that absolutely reeks of the Velvet Underground, so much so that uh, Pitchfork actually made the same comparison in their 8.1 review of A Hero's Death. Classic, by the way. I mean, if we're just... Yeah. Um, overall, it, Right, right. Uh, overall, though, I think this is a great record. Uh, I love the energy of... A lot of these songs, like Televised Mind, is another example, but as I mentioned, this sort of somber, gray demeanor is what ends up being the most captivating. Uh, the song Sunny, which is maybe my favorite song on here, one of them at least, it's so dreary and just, it, it ends up sounding actually kind of beautiful by the end of it, in its own peculiar way. Um Additionally, this is a record that gets better the more I listen to it, especially during this most recent listen while I was taking notes. So shout out to Fontaine's DC. Uh, they're an up-and-coming band that if you're listening to this in the UK, you're probably already well aware of this band. Um, I'm giving A Hero's Death an 8 out of 10.
1: Nice. That was, that yeah. was a really cool uh, yeah, way to describe it. I haven't heard it yet. It's been on my <laughs> radar, but it's just been one of those that I've been like, putting off kind of thing. But now I definitely want to check it
0: out. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, um, like Fantano didn't like it, but it's got, I think it has like an 84 Metacritic otherwise. Like it's, yeah, m- most people right. are really digging it. So uh, definitely yeah. recommend.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's that's awesome. A couple of eight out of tens going on right now.
0: Yes. Uh, my next one will not be, spoiler alert. So oh, okay. <laughs> my next okay, and so final we'll- one, apparently. <laughs>
1: So we're we're going to go one way or another with this. Absolutely. We're going to go. Yeah. All right. Well, next one that I have uh is my oh, I'm proud of this award that I thought of.
0: Too. Yes. This yes. one.
1: This is my favorite award that I've got. All right. On the list. <laughs> this uh gets the <laughs> real rock 99.3 <laughs> award. <laughs>
0: Shout out to Southeast oh, Missouri! Just, oh, this is great. Yeah, this is
1: very specific. Like,
0: wait, are you? Wait, we're not. We're. I thought we were saving tones for the next podcast, but go ahead.
1: Oh shoot! No, this is the new Disturbed project. No, it's not. I don't even know if they have a project out, and I'm not planning on looking that up. <laughs> No, this is, uh, okay, yeah, uh, 99.3 is obviously kind of a crappy rock station in Southeast Missouri that I used to listen to sometimes in high school because they do, like, a lot of new metal and, like, just real rock music, like, that kind of stuff. (laughs) This this album is not really any of that, but it has enough of, like, those classic, like, heavy metal, like, mosh pit elements to it Mm. that I was, like, thinking i was like oh yeah this is an album for like real rock fans like that kind of thing Um, but it's the album uh no from boris
0: you know Um, what i think i've heard of this but yeah go on i haven't listened to it but i have heard of it
1: so boris is like pretty uh out there in terms of like you know if i'm comparing it to like what they play on real rock which this is also so fun. Like,
0: as we do. Know. By the way, we tend we yeah, tend to compare yes. things to real rock. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I should just do that with all of my rock <laughs> recommendations. Just be like, yeah, in comparison to what they play on there, it's pretty solid. <laughs> this is very much a if you know you know kind of thing too, because like anybody that's like listening outside of Southeast Missouri, is like what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Um,
1: so anyway Boris is uh pretty experimental uh but they do have a lot of like very classic rock elements to their sound um especially on this el- this album and I haven't listened to a lot of Boris in the past um this is really kind of like my introduction to them uh, I've heard like snippets here and there but never really gone through a full project and they're kind of legendary in the uh metal and noise world. Um, so I'm really glad I did because This is pretty awesome.
0: <clears throat> this is
1: their 26th album. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's pretty impressive. They're very, very prolific and they do tons of collaborations with, with people. And, uh, this is, it's really cool to hear. Um, uh, so they're a, a Japanese experimental doom metal, avant-garde metal, hardcore. They get a bunch of different, um, Uh, labels thrown at them from the real rock world (laughs) Um, but uh, this one was written really quickly um, when they entered self-isolation and Mm. uh, kind of inspired it it kind of reflects a lot of um, uh, so they're saying that it's a mirror that gathers and reflects people's negative energy at a different angle into one that's positive This has the power and potential of the dark extreme and brutal noise music that we have experienced up to this point Um, which is really cool I think that's a very positive way to look at um, how negative the sound is on here Um, it's a very cathartic listen Uh, really cool to to hear that like this is written in and for people uh, in in isolation during the during the pandemic um, I just think that's a really cool and very nice thing to to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this album starts off with a really kind of slow and heavy, very like doom metal um, feel to it, and then immediately moves into just these furious breakneck speed uh, breakdowns and doesn't let up for quite a while. Um, they're, it's very energetic. There's a lot of very surprising, like, melodic moments on this, too. There's a lot of, like, back and forth that you can hear. Like, I know this just written in isolation, so they're not, like, thinking of, like, crowds moshing and singing back to them. Mm -hmm. But it very much sounds like the kind of album that um, I would be super excited to go to a live show and see people, like, really, like, you know, letting go, Singing the, the choruses back at the band, getting into a little mosh like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. Love how like relentless and fun that is. It really brings some energy into the current situation. Um, it focuses really heavy on these breakdowns and like really like uh, uh, classic rock, classic heavy metal uh, riffs. Um, but then there's a lot of elements of just these, this heavy doom metal uh, themes that are kind of sprinkled in throughout. And uh, I think that that is vital to this project because it adds this uh, break in the pacing and it leaves it very satisfying from front to back. So otherwise you just kind of get some entertaining um, uh, breakdowns and very fast-paced uh, rock But, like, you wouldn't have a lot of, it would just be, like, one solid sound. And I think that that could be very forgettable. But there's a lot of, really, uh, there's a lot of gravity and uh, more, it adds some depth to the project that might not be there if it wasn't for that. So, um, yeah, I think that this project is a lot of fun. Hmm. I think that it's a really cool uh, and very, like, nice thing for them to do, like, not only for themselves but for fans of boris um, i'm super excited to check out more of their stuff um so yeah uh and uh, no, no surprise we're going with the third eight out of
0: ten very nice yeah that's just this quarter um mm-hmm. yeah I'm, i i might have to give a listen to that i if i didn't hear of this album i've heard of another recent one because like you said they they apparently put out an album every year
1: (laughs) yeah pink is their more i think pink is their most famous which um i'm definitely going to check out now um but yeah i think that they have like i mean yeah they have 26 albums and they Mm. haven't been around for that long as far as i know so um like just maybe the
0: 2000 so it's wow jeez,
1: putting out an album every every year at least yeah
0: well and from your perspective a good one how many bands are good 26 albums in you know um so yeah very very impressive um yeah time for uh before we get to your final recommendation let's do my final recommendation um (laughs) perfect yeah (laughs) um I don't know why. Like
1: that makes that makes sense, but it just sounds so <laughs> like petty. Like before you start talking, yeah,
0: right. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I was just re-explaining the format that everyone is already familiar with at this point.
1: Yeah, you're just making sure that I don't step on step on your uh, on your time right
0: now. <laughs> oh God, um, this is. Uh, I didn't get too cute with this award. This is uh, my favorite album of the quarter. Uh, saving it for okay. last year. You
1: always have. You always have one of those. So, I always um, have. Yeah, it, yeah.
0: I always have one called my favorite album of the quarter. I usually start with it, but I decided to end with this one for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, my favorite Switching album of the up. quarter. <laughs> What's that?
1: Switching things up. Three albums. Of <laughs> right. doing the favorite album at the end. Keeping the
0: listeners on their toes here. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, uh, Pain Olympics by crack cloud is my favorite really? album of the quarter. Um I think I listened to this and then the day I listened to this I texted you saying like, "Oh, this record's really good." And then I just kind of didn't say anything else about it for 3 months or whatever. Um it, ha- it it's grown on me. Uh like I already loved it and it grew on me. Crack Cloud is a Canadian collective. Um I've been seeing them classified as art punk. Uh, which is like something... The only other time I've heard that descriptor is for parquet courts, and they sound nothing like parquet courts. Um, mm-hmm. Attempting to classify this band into a genre is a fool's errand, in my opinion, and that's a big appeal of this record. Even classifying them as musicians is limiting them in, in its own way, technically, because Crack Cloud, as I mentioned, they're a collective. They're a group of musicians, uh, artists, filmmakers designers um they're a collective that is partially made up of former addicts uh who assist with mental health work and harm reduction in their communities uh crack cloud so just a really likable group before you even get into the music you know just a band i'm i'm rooting for um as i alluded at least exactly right like even if i didn't like this album which i love it like that's great man Uh, that's awesome Um, as I alluded to uh, my favorite aspect of Pain Olympics is the lack of genre Um, on this album you'll hear like post-punk with screeching guitars and these rugged bass lines you'll hear overly campy theatrical musical vocals Uh, you'll hear elements of industrial trip-hop that reminded me of like Nine Inch Nails uh, you'll hear trumpet solos. You'll hear these epic, chill-inducing climaxes with group vocals and strings. And this is kind of where I drop the act and say that you know this isn't; these aren't descriptions of the album. This is just descriptions of the very first song on the album. Um, mm. The song is called "Post Truth," and in parentheses, it's called "Birth of a Nation," which. Mm, um, <coughs> <Oof. laughs> Oh God, <clears throat> uh, had me a, a bit nervous going in, but <laughs> All
1: right, so we'll stop there. will recommend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh so clearly like it, it's not about birth of a nation, right? Like this has gotten good reviews from critics, so that's why I was like, I'm going to check it out anyway because I just assume um yeah. they they lean into the post truth part of the title here uh it's a song about echo chambers and this post-truth world that we live in and people can't even agree on what the facts are anymore um but as i as i mentioned and described this is a song that switches up stylistically every 20 to 30 seconds or so just a hard switch and it's super exciting it's one of my favorite songs of the year um don't do the pull quote thing where you say like Birth of a Nation, one of Will's favorites of the year. Like that's a t- that's a tough one, um, <laughs> but uh, I love how this this band just they kept me on my toes not only in the intro song but throughout the entire record. It's so exciting. Uh, it's a super ambitious record. It jumps all over the place, uh, even within just one song. As I mentioned, I hear influences from Talking Heads, Devo, Pixies, Arcade Fire uh sometimes all within one song sometimes it's own distinct thing they even rap on a couple of songs Th- this is a crazy record um and i love the subject matter as well it's uh, it's dystopian um it discusses society you know uh religion depression fear anxiety uh there are a lot of lyrics about like people on the ground versus the powers that be or people who need assistance versus the powers that be. Um, But ultimately this is like, it's an album about hope. Uh, It's about believing that this dystopia can become a utopia. It's like, it ultimately ends up being this optimistic, uplifting album. And it's a perfect message uh, coming from a group of recovering addicts who are working with mental health uh, issues in their communities. There's, A lot of fantastic energy on this record. There's a lot of depth in the sound. Uh, It has a ton of ideas, which is impressive because it's only 29 minutes long. Um, To me, like, Pain Olympics has been criminally overlooked, in my opinion. Uh, If we do a scopey about most underrated record, this is getting it. Uh, The only place I've seen even a peep of it is Pitchfork, who gave it an 8.0. And once again, we... I need to compile a list of all the records that have gotten Best New Music and pit that against yeah. all the records that have gotten an 8.0 over the past two years and see which one I like more. It's, yeah. It's it's something, man. Um, it's incredible. It really is. So the one outlet that I've seen praise this, they really liked it. Um, so check it out if you haven't. You may not like it, but I hope you can at least appreciate the originality Um, This record has a quality that I know you really appreciate, which is that this is distinct. I can't really name anything that sounds like this. I can point to influences, but they blend in a way that I've never heard before. So yeah, shout out to Crack Cloud. Uh, Pain Olympics is a 9 out of 10 for me
1: damn that's awesome
0: it's really it's really good and again like just a band i like to root for and i I don't think i let that color my opinion of the record like i found out all of that stuff after i decided i i love it uh to a nine out of ten degree so that's so much better exactly yeah it it didn't like oh i like these guys so i'm gonna subconsciously rate it higher like no this is just an awesome record from awesome people
1: yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah damn I'm, re- I'm definitely gonna check it out now i remember you uh talking about it but it was uh, one of those two where i was like oh okay yeah i'll check it out and then like it just right got yeah. on the back burner
0: yeah eight songs 29 minutes and if <laughs> uh, look past the whole birth of a nation thing it's not what you think so <laughs>
1: yeah that's, that's, a, that's a, tough one. It's a tough sell yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, I think I get what they're going at. Like, they're kind of yeah. using that as a reflection of like, this is how, you know, how the the echo chambers and stuff. Like, they've they've kind of created this uh, new, new right. uh, new kind of like. Uh, I, I I don't know. I haven't heard it, but I guess I think I get what you're saying. Is like it's created this new environment of like.
0: Exactly, really where bad, like, where it yeah. can thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: Right. But so. that is a, You see that and it's like, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, All right. Your last one here. And you have plenty of time just as a heads up, so don't hold back if you feel like you need oh, to. Yeah. Perfect. Then yeah. I can
1: just go on and on and on about this. I'll,
0: I'll put it this way. You have like... It, like 38 minutes so do your thing
1: <laughs> i can do a full podcast just on this on this album
0: please don't i don't
1: think i don't think i could this one like this is the one that i alluded to earlier which is like it, i i just listened to this like last week so wow like, Okay. I, I don't have <laughs> i don't have a full write-up uh worth of like content to talk for 38 minutes on this (laughs) but i guess i could just fudge it i guess i could just do that
0: yeah you do that want to
1: hear (laughs) no um okay this is um this uh, gets the recency bias uh award (laughs) from me
0: (laughs) i love by the way um I, and I get what you're getting at, but this is the podcast where we only talk about what's come out over the past three months. Um, right, so
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even in that context, yeah. it gets the recent. <laughs> <guys>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause this just came out on, uh, I think the, the September 25th. So wow. Really cutting and, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I, I just heard it. Um, but it's, really cool. And I think that I'll love it. I mean, (laughs) I think that I'll love it for the rest of the year. There's not that much of the year left, but I've already replayed it quite a few times because Mm. it's so, um, easy to listen to and just very satisfying. Um, it's, uh, from the the artist Coton. Um, and the album is finds you well.
0: Okay.
1: Um, so Coton is a Canadian producer, um, who I haven't heard before but um it's an album that kind of reflects a lot of idm elements of like boards of canada um Mm. yeah kind of these lo-fi elements Um, the klf um like those kind of just very relaxing satisfying themes um a lot of psychedelia involved in there too Um, so immediately i was like oh cool like I, i i like this kind of stuff anyway um, this album, just like the textures and the grooves on it are just so, they just feel so nice. Like it feels like just a massage on your brain. Um, hmm. it's just like one of those albums that it's pretty short, but like the, the textures and sounds are just so relaxing and satisfying to hear. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's one of those that like I, I can throw on and I just feel like. Oh man, this is like, (laughs) it's like a palate cleanser, kind of. Um, So, that, like on its surface, is just really nice. I like that. Um, There's a lot of warmth and inviting nature to it. Got some very relaxing elements to it. Um, But there's also some very sad, heartbreaking kind of realizations on here. Um, One of the tracks, uh, Outside the Light, features uh, some. uh, A lot of voicemails is like the the core element of the track um so there's different voicemails that are played throughout this like very uh, like washing warm washing um kind of windswept sound um and the voicemails are coming from like family members from like telemarketers from like i guess amazon uh delivery drivers that are dropping off packages and need signatures or something like that. So just a like hmm. kind of a mishmash of like a day in a life kind hmm. of, um, kind of feeling. Right. But the sadness comes from especially like the family member voicemails where hmm. this person's getting voicemails from like their parents or their grandparents or something. And like, they're wishing them well. And like, they're like, Um, wondering why they haven't seen them in a while very normal kind of like things that you would hear like just in anybody's voicemails but um, paired with like these voicemails from other like companies or uh, delivery drivers people that like don't really care about your well-being they're doing their jobs Mm -hmm. Um, and then like over this kind of melancholic instrumentation gives you a little bit of a reflection on like kind of how sad it is to miss these moments with uh, family members and how life gets in the way of things. And um, some and, and the uh, ephemeral nature of, of life is even more urgent for like grandparents and parents and uh, not seeing them can be um, a big deal. So, um, that's something that I took away that was pretty impactful from this album um, specifically on that track. I think that that adds a lot of um, I think that adds a lot of context to the rest of the project because the rest of the project sort of encapsulates these melancholic feelings of like missed moments um, it, it has like this like childhood innocence to it that's also like, and that also kind of just like wistfully like wishing for like a a, a more happy more innocent more naive time in some ways mm-hmm. um so the relaxing like watery elements to this to the album start to kind of break away to a little bit more of like these realizations of like um maybe you're not as happy as you used to be maybe you should be spending more time with Uh, people that care about you maybe you know like all these kind of things that um it's a that it's weird because you feel very relaxed and by the end of the project and i feel like you know there's a lot of grooves on here that are really cool and psychedelic but i also feel kind of just like um yeah kind of pensive and a little sad in some ways but i think that ultimately it's a hopeful album. Because it kind of reminds you of like things that matter,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: people that matter, um, moments that matter, things like that brings you back to center about about those kind of things. Um, so yeah, I think that in that way it carries a lot of depth to it. It's definitely kind of a vibey mood album in a lot of ways. Which mm-hmm. you know, take that for what it's worth. That that can be a good thing. That can be a bad thing. Right, but I think that it's got a level of depth to it that's really engaging, and um, even just over the past you know few days, I've gotten a lot of meaning from. So, yeah, I I really like this project. I think it's I think it's really cool. So it's another solid eight
0: out of ten. Nice, very pleasant. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what is it, Kothin?
1: Uh, Kothin, K H O T I N. Okay. I think okay. that's how you pronounce it. Sure, um, and, and the album is "Finds You Well."
0: Okay, um, yeah. Uh, turns out we have a lot of time because uh, only one of us came to play today.
1: Because uh, um. <laughs> I didn't decide to talk for thirty-eight minutes. So <laughs> <that> I just. <laughs> um,
0: all right, uh, to make it up for you, quick bonus recommendation. Uh, it's Spooky Season. This is an older record, nineteen ninety-six. <laughs> Uh the Doctor Octagon record, Doctor Octagon is perfect for this time of year. Uh I intend to play it on October nights, so uh listen to that record if you haven't. Um, it's not a twenty twenty quarter three at all, in the slightest, but uh it's my spooky season album of choice. So
1: I intend to give that a listen this year too. Yes. Let me give it let me give a spooky season recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Let me think, what should I do? Um, I think a good one, yeah, I'll do that. A good one, and this ties into our lists, Hmm. uh, is the Bellwitch Project Mirror Reaper. Yes, yes. Definitely check that one out. Uh, the, it's very, very heavy, very, uh, bleak, but there's a lot of, like, um, very spooky and, uh, yeah, elements to it that are just, like. Oh, God, what's going to happen?
0: <laughs> yeah, the album artwork is awesome. Um, I'm looking at your list right now. I have it pulled up because I'm excited to read your list, uh, which, again, can be found at underthescopesite.wordpress.com or under the scope on Facebook, or, you know, we've tweeted about it on our private profiles here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited to read your list. I'm excited to hear your thoughts on my list when you read them. Uh I tell you what. You're not going to believe number eight. <laughs> It'll shock you. So... <laughs> actually that was a
1: start actually doing that kind of style
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna believe number eight yeah which is like i just thought like the one that is my number eight is so safe that you could right. it's almost too safe to the point where like oh this guy doesn't actually believe it this is just like a corporation made this pick for him yeah exactly
1: it's, they're like no no way
0: yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's it's vampire weekend um so that's just that number uh but Check out the rest of our list. Again, playlists are included. Um, Patrick, thank you for sharing some of your favorite records of the past few months with me. Uh, A very successful quarter um, to an extent. Um, Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time when we discuss Sufjan Stevens, Fleet Foxes, Deftones, and Idols. All right. Thank you. Have a good day.